You're listening to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, where I share interviews and practical tips for scrapbookers. Listen in and learn something new today. Welcome to the Scrapbooking Inspiration Podcast, Episode 22. I'm your host, Melissa Shannon, founder of DigitalScrapbookingHQ.com, and I'm here to share with you an interview with a good friend of mine, Cara Miller from CaraMiller.com. Cara is a creative genius who's worked out an awesome way to help people use their cricket in their scrapbooking and she's also recently become a bit of a digital project lifer. Welcome Cara. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, glad to be here. There may be a few people listening who haven't met you yet, so why not let's jump in and just let people know a little bit about your site and what you get up to. Sure, sure. I am an educator by background. I always had a dream of teaching in kindergarten with scissors and paste and paper, and instead I raised five children. Mm-hmm. And when they all went off to college, I decided I needed to do something since I didn't have to go to soccer games and man food booths and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I started teaching cricket classes, I actually started teaching mini board book classes on the road and discovered that a cricket would be a really great tool to add to that. And the more I got into it, the more involved I got. And so I've been teaching cricket online for about five years. Mm. So you you must have been one of the pioneers there with the online um, scrapbooking classes. Yeah, <laughs> I I I worked through um, my creative classroom, which is where I still am, mm-hmm. and I have been one of their initial founding teachers, and have been with them all along. We struggled a lot with the software, and we struggled with the technology at the <laughs> beginning, trying to figure it out. Um, we didn't do videos. We did PowerPoint presentations, but now we do videos, um, and I've really, really enjoyed working with that. Mm. But I, as you say, I recently decided that it's really shameful that I teach in the scrapbook industry and yet never take time to scrapbook for myself. Mm. And I love working with Cricut. I love, you know, making designs and playing with it. But for me, my scrapbooks never got done and my photos are sitting in tubs. Mm. And uh, last, I'm trying to think, it was um, a little, a year ago, November, Mm -hmm. we decided to downsize and we moved from our big rambly old house into a really small um two-bedroom home, which means I do get a bedroom for my scrapbooking, but not all these empty bedrooms that kept filling up. So mm-hmm. every time a child went off to college, I, I kind of took it over. Oh, So I had to <laughs> consolidate my scrapbooking supplies and realize that if I switched to digital, I could still have a lot of supplies. Mm-hmm. And it was about that time I, I moved and we took time to unpack and all of that. So last fall, I, I was looking around and it was about that time that Becky Higgins came out with the digital version of Project Life. Mm-hmm. And I started with a paper version and then I was thinking, oh my goodness, I don't know how to split this up among five children because I don't have neat pictures that just go for one child, of course. Mm-hmm. The first child has lots of solo photos. But after that, they're kind of group shots. And I thought, I'm trying to get rid of some of these photos, 
Now I have to go get four more prints made of each one so that it was a nightmare and I mm -hmm. couldn't figure out how to handle it. So, and then I figured out digital. <laughs> <laughs> so just going back there to the Project Laughing. So, so did you start with the idea of five Project Life albums, one for each child, or did you not even get that far? Yeah, just... only <laughs> – yeah, uh, it was going to be one for each child, mm -hmm. and it was going to be – but I'm not really doing Project Life today. I'm doing Project Life 33 years ago. Yes. Yep. Because <laughs> – so I'm kind of doing it backwards. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, I was deciding that that was such a great idea that even my life today doesn't involve my children every day, mm -hmm. but it's still kind of interesting information that 10 years from now I might want to know. Mm. So I was doing that too, but doing that kind of on my iPhone and I was, you know, taking my pictures and using different apps to save, you know, little journaling tidbits or whatever. But mm -hmm. again not getting the photos out of the boxes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and that's when I discovered that this there had to be a better way. There had to be a simpler solution. We sat here one afternoon and started going through these things and making piles and envelopes and folders. And I wasn't getting anywhere. I put them all back in the box and put the box back in the closet. So, okay, that's not going to work. And so now what I've been doing is scanning the old photos into my computer, sorting them and making sense of them. But now I can just do, they can have a separate page, but some of those pages could be in other books. And mm -hmm. I found that that seems to make sense to me now. It at least has a plan. So you I haven't could... completed it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking practically, I mean, I'm from a large family as well. So I, I get what you mean about the the single yeah. versus group photos. And especially when it was film, you weren't taking like on Christmas well, maybe on Christmas you'd have a shot of your your Christmas presents and you under the tree or something. But it's not like yeah. now where you've just got a digital camera and you're shooting pictures. But right. even right. with just two, I know that's most of my photos. Like if, you're, if I even try to take a photo of Edward by himself, Emily's like, oh, mummy, take it with me. <laughs> And exactly. it's not like, yeah, yeah. oh, me he's, too, me too. he's the second child, so I'm not trying to take photos of him. No, no, he, he's just like, yeah. she's excited. And that's, you know, that's so much part of your life as multiple child well, exactly. family. Yeah, poor number five has nothing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and And I guess I was thinking, you know, I'm just imagining now if you have a Project Life spread, for those people who are not familiar with Project Life, it's it was um, Becky Higgins developed it so that she could just put photos and a journaling card in little pockets without having to use traditional scrapbooking supplies, adhesive or whatever. So it's just like pockets, almost like a photo album, but with different designs yeah. and sizes and, and gorgeous little um cards journaling cards so I could imagine if you were doing a digital version of that you could have like the th the you know the five or six photos that you might have from Christmas in 1983 and you uh -huh. would just switch out the one photo with whoever and have that same page for each part you know five children if you wanted to just exactly. by changing exactly one photo resave it and um there you go, five pages yeah, and done. It, and it, <laughs> you know, and it's it's simpler. And I find that 
because I'm using the project lifestyle, there really isn't as much to it as there is in a traditional digital page because the templates are really simple. It's a, you know, pop in and, and um, you know, clip the photo to the, to the frame, add a couple of Project Life cards, do your journaling, and you're pretty much done. Mm. So it, it is, the hardest part is honestly picking the photos, which is the hardest part ever, mm. and, and trying to figure out what to do with some pretty old photos. You know, they're not, and honestly, they're not kept in the best condition. They're kept in shoeboxes. Mm. So, um, but I can get, I can actually accomplish this and get this done, at least at this point for everybody's birthday this year, they're getting a 20 page book mm. and I'm actually doing it. Um, you know, just a simple little shutterfly book, mm-hmm. but I'm saving the images and at some point we might get bigger books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That- but at least they're getting something and there's, and it's so funny cause they'll all be saying, I didn't know we had those pictures. I never saw those. Because they were and I feel awful waiting to be scrapped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. So it's fun. That's one thing that I, that now that, I mean, Edward's won and he didn't even get a photo album given to him. You know, Emily got one given to her. So I sort of didn't buy a photo album as such for Edward. And that's right. made it more urgent for me. Like I've got to actually have photos for him to look through because, I mean, I know as a child, I loved looking through my magnetic album that mum had put the three photos of me each year that we got printed. (laughs) Because honestly, yeah, it is is a pleasure. But, you know, you can't dwell on that. I mean, they were in boxes hopefully to get scrapbooked and now you're scrapping them. So it's a couple of years later. I'm so excited by it and I – I, well, yeah, and I, but I have more time now than I did when they were little, so that's good too. At and least when, they're going to get done. And when they were little, they had their brothers and sisters there. <laughs> they didn't need to be reminded <laughs> that they were living. No, and now there's days when they wish they didn't have – no, they true. They do like each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But having a big family means that they do have lots of shared memories and shared events and so, you know, they were all sporty, and so there's all these game photos and things like that. And I don't know that I would have – well, I know I didn't keep up with it, mm. even to put them into photo albums. They they just – yeah, okay, and they'd be in a desk drawer. And mm. so when we moved, we did gather up a lot of them and kind of put them all in one spot. Mm. But I had tackled these albums, I would say, probably six or seven times over the years thinking, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I never did until I figured out that I really like this. And so I decided that there's probably a bunch of people that are my students that are like me. And, you know, they, they, they craft a lot, but they don't actually get their memories into a book. Mm-hmm. And that's why I came up with the idea sitting here with my, my daughter explaining this to her. And I'm like, well, you just get it in the thing and, and, Bada bing, you got a page. And she said, oh, really? <laughs> and so I developed a class called Bada Bing mm-hmm. that helps people use the Project Life templates, the Project Life cards. And those are the only digital files that you use. Mm-hmm. Um, you just go to AC Digitals and get the downloads for just the template and whatever kit you like. It keeps it simple because mm-hmm. I was I had tried digital before, um, way before I met Melissa. 
and was completely overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Too many options, too many clicking, too many this, too many that, too many shortcuts, Mm -hmm. too many things. I have to say that when I took your class, it did help me understand and it was simple. So if anyone wants to try digital scrapbooking the traditional way, obviously, I highly recommend Melissa because she got me to fall in love with this again. (laughs) But um, I was thinking that I love that format and I love the art version of it and how beautiful it is and the embellishments and the layering. But I really don't have time for to do that right now. Mm. I need to get for me. I need to get these pages done. I'll go back and embellish later. Mm. And that's the beauty of it. You can. That's what I like about it. Yeah, you totally can. And I mean, you can do anything. As long as you keep your Photoshop documents, you can do anything. You can switch out journaling cards. You can make a year in review summary by choosing like six photos that were awesome in that year. Or yeah, you can just do so much. And what I love is you're not making more clutter. In fact, you could... I mean, you could scan every photo and then, I don't know, put them in archival boxes in, in, in storage sure. and you could print. And they're done. Well, because I, I keep thinking, okay, what my, my daughter keeps saying, I have one who, not the photographer one, the other one. Mm-hmm. I have three boys and two girls um, who lives nearby here and, and we spend a lot of time together. And she keeps saying to me, you're not going to throw those away, are you? You're not going to throw them away. Well, no, I won't. I can't throw these photos away, but I don't need to keep tripping over them. Yeah, in, <laughs> they can in all a go in a box home. and go somewhere. Mm. Yeah, you know, at least get them in a smaller box and put them somewhere. Once they've been scanned, then I wouldn't feel so bad packing them away somewhere. You could even do. I know what um, I've seen Ali Edwards do. She got a lot of childhood photos, and she seemed to have. You know, her parents love photography and she just popped them all into our some archival albums so you could still flick through them, but they're easy oh, to store. Yeah. yeah. They're very um, – That's good. I should actually, in the show notes, I'll link up to that um, post by Ali Edwards because it was a really great idea to just, um, yeah. you know, even if you're not going to be scrapbooking them, she had some good ideas for how you could actually handle them. But – I. Yeah, it's really great to hear that you found something that totally works for what you want to do. Yeah. You want to get those photos done. (laughs) Yeah, just kind of my own way necessarily, not the way it was planned to be used. Um, I probably at some point, but, you know, it's that whole getting caught up concept. I don't Mm -hmm. think that'll ever happen for me Mm -hmm. because, Really, life keeps going on. It does. <laughs> Things keep happening. Memories keep getting made, but at least I'm getting something done and I'm getting a little bit of them into tangible albums that people can sit down on the couch and look at. So have you received any of your books back yet, your photo books that you've printed? or I have. Um, and how did that I feel? Did. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. It's such a great feeling. It really is. And it's so much fun to sit and look at them. Um, you know, having the, the kids get excited about it again is is really fun. Mm-hmm. I call them kids. They're adults now. You know, <laughs> the baby is 25. So they're not children, but they're they enjoying children. it as much as I am. Mm. Yeah, they are. They're always my kids. Mm. They're enjoying it and they're really having fun sharing them with their friends and laughing at them. And, you know, we did it a couple different ways. We did it um, as a slideshow on the computer mm-hmm. and 
you know, plugged it into the TV and at a birthday party, everybody got to watch them on the big screen. But then we put the, then they handed out the book and looked at it there too. And it was funny getting things off the screen somehow, particularly for that age who have become so digital, Mm. having it in their hand was really cool. They really liked that. That is, that is something. And I mean, I'm probably closer to your children's age and I know all our friends, <laughs> <laughs> our friends, you know, sometimes we'll have people over or whatever and we talk about where we used to live in Kalgoorlie, a small town um, uh-huh. compared to Perth and people show interest, especially when they hear about this house that we renovated and, you know, then I'm like, oh, I just pull out a photo book and it's so like in this day and age, a lot of our friends, especially those that aren't parents yet, they don't even do anything with their photos. They So they're not no. even used to looking through an album, let alone a digital scrapbook album. And it's amazing. I, at first I was like, oh, my gosh, pulling out my scrapbook at a dinner kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an 8 by 8 photo book. And so many people are like, oh, this is great. You know, they love seeing all the photos. Um, I yeah. think of one, you and know. looking at your phone. Yeah, through your phone, showing them photos. (laughs) Exactly. And it's just some, it actually is a new experience for a lot of the 20 something people and even 30 somethings who they've never had a reason why they would print their photos. Because I guess people, I mean, a a lot of people, they just don't, they take photos, um, but they don't necessarily do anything with them. I mean, maybe if they love photography, they might print out a print of, you know, a big print or something. But, you know, I can't exactly. imagine. I don't see at Officeworks, you know, 20 somethings in the line of photo, you know, at those photo kiosks. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They keep them on their phone. And then, you know, what we discovered with my youngest, mm. who's the 25 year old, is more of the digital photography age than my oldest at 33. Mm. And I don't have as many photos of him because they're stuck on hard drives and on mm-hmm. portable discs and, you know, old floppy disks that I can't access anymore, things like that. So it made me realize how much I need to protect those images and take care of the ones that are digital, mm. even more so than the paper ones. So I've, I've really come to a lot of photo identification lately (laughs) yeah it's interesting Uh, I mean I used to work in a previous job at the state library and we actually had a service where you used to help people get files off old floppy disks and you know the big five and a quarter inch oh five and a half inch whatever the big ones those those big things yeah (laughs) Yeah. computers don't even look at anymore yeah and and I think that that'll be something in the future we have all these devices and, you know, I have an old phone that has died and the battery doesn't work in it. And I know there's 10 or 15 photos on that phone. I mean, they're really low resolution, but there's some cute ones of, I don't know. Those things you want, yeah. <laughs> but I can't get them off there. So, yeah, it's it. that is one benefit of, of kind of having an idea of what you want to do with them and, you know, getting them off where they are, even if it is just to put them on your main computer that you know you're going to keep up to date. And Sure. Mm. So do you – And I've, I've talked to other – oh, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
I was just going to ask, um, with your boxes of photos, how have you been getting them? I mean, you so, it's an interesting thought. You've got boxes of old photos, but you're scrapping digitally. So how are you getting them from the <laughs> box onto the computer? And I, and I have people say to me, well, I don't want to do that. I, you know, I've already got the photo. Why am I going to scan it in? And for me, it's because I need five copies of it. Um, but even for anybody else, I think it, it allows you to clean them up a little. It allows you to kind of color correct. I notice a lot of my 1980 photos are really, really garish, bright colors. Mm-hmm. Um, either the processing was that way or it was a nice little pocket camera that didn't take great photos. We didn't have 35 millimeters back in, I feel like my mother when I talk like that, but we didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I have, it's just a little four by six Kodak photo scanner that just scans them to a, um, an SD card and I sit while I'm watching TV and feed photos through. Mm. Um, and, and then, you know, you have to be careful. You don't get going too fast or they hook together or whatever. But, and the resolution isn't perfect, but using them in a project life, format, I'm not blowing them up big. I'm not using them large on a page. They're maximum four by six on a page. Mm. So even if the resolution isn't perfect, they look okay. Yeah. And it's, it's getting them ready for you to tell the stories. And I mean, a picture is worth a thousand words or whatever, but I do think, you know, you've got the chance to put some words and give some meaning to those photos yeah. now that wasn't there and, before. And I'm, I think I'm telling a different story than I probably would have told at the time mm-hmm. because now I'm telling it with the hindsight and I'm telling things that I want them to know about the event. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was doing a couple of the layouts that I did for load, um, I did one this time using Josh's photos and I, it was his birth mm-hmm. and I wanted to tell him, you know, stories about, what that was like and what we were thinking that we thought we were going to be great parents and we had no clue what we were doing. And you know, the <laughs> fact that he's still here, it's pretty amazing that I didn't <laughs> yes. break him or do, <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have done that when I, when he was born. Cause when he was born, I thought I knew what I was doing. Yes. <laughs> so it's a different perspective that I'm writing now than I probably would have written then, mm. but it's cool. That's totally cool. So I can hear in your voice that you've totally rediscovered your your scrapbooking passion. And uh, Oh, absolutely. Yep. So I guess you're in the the I guess what I'm thinking here is is you're you're in the process of quote catching up or, or working on mm-hmm. a huge backlog of photos and how yeah. are you keeping the momentum going um, for you? Is it just because it is literally so quick? I mean, how many, how long would you be spending on each page do you think that you're creating? I could probably, if, if the photos are there and one of the things I've been doing um, is putting the photos into, you know, groups. I'll start with like, 40 photos maybe mm-hmm. and, and put those in a folder that I'm going to work on. And I kind of keep them all generally the same age or event or something. So they have some commonality to them. Mm-hmm. And if I do that, I can probably do a page in a half an hour mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm really new at this and I can, I can easily get a page done even with the journaling and you know, everything edited and my colors added and make it happy. And 
I can do it in a half an hour. And I could not do a paper scrapbook in a half an hour. I really couldn't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. By the time I found the paper that I wanted and pulled it out and decided I didn't like it and then found another one and then I, I couldn't. Even if I were doing the Project Life concept using the paper Project Life, it probably would be a half an hour. I probably mm -hmm. could do that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then I'd have to make the photos fit and some of them have been cut because my kids thought making little cut photos was cute. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, there's. I, I just find that this system works so much easier for me. Yeah, and, and it you, actually lets me complete it. And so that's the momentum that's keeping you going, seeing those completed pages, isn't it? Yeah, and I can sit down in a in a night, and I don't really feel like I would never go scrapbook at ten o'clock at night mm -hmm. because I'm tired and I'm sick of doing it. But I'll sit down and do a page mm -hmm. because it's on my laptop and I can do Facebook while I'm doing it and I can, you know, chat with some friends and still, so I kind of feel like I'm at a crop scrapbooking, even though I'm sitting in my living room. Mm. So I love the concept of it. I think it's really cool. Um, it's working really well for me and I'm, so happy that I took your class and got started doing it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Kara. Yeah. So it did push me. It did. I, I really wasn't. I honestly came to one of your free, um, I don't My remember free what it workshops, was. Yeah. Just yeah. Online, live um, I think you were talking about Shutterfly, maybe. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but because I've since taken classes, but um, it really got me thinking this was really a good idea mm -hmm. and that I could do it. And I wasn't overwhelmed by now I don't think I would be but at the time I was completely overwhelmed by Photoshop and thought that it was one of the scariest and I'd used it but not to that degree mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I used it to resize a photo and that was probably it mm -hmm. so that I could post a class photo or something but I never really did any of the you know the, the whole concept of layers made me throw up and I really was not ready to try doing it mm. so um, but now I'm really comfortable doing it and doing it with this kind of my way. It's not really Bad a traditional way. way. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of have to, you know, couch it with those labels that it's it's my own way. It's not really the right way, but it's my way. <laughs> There's no right way. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's certainly, um, I guess... I was really excited to have you on because I think it's funny to hear you saying, you know, the traditional way of, of digital scrapbooking when the, you know, industry's like 10 years old or something. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is, people get ideas in their head about scrapbooking, whether it's paper scrapbooking or whether it's digital. And, and I don't know, as humans, we love taking something and making lots of rules and then saying to ourselves, well, we don't fit yeah. in those rules, so we can't do it. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of where I was thinking, oh, I can't do all this and I'm not artistic and I'm not graphic designing and I can't and it looks funny and well, but I like it. So mm -hmm. it doesn't look funny. I really mm. if you like it, then it's awesome. Mm. Exactly. But you set rules and, and think that you have to do it the right way. Um, I did a post about um, I was reading a different, I don't know, forum somewhere and people were talking about, oh my gosh, you have to do Project Life the right way. Mm. What do you mean the right way? How, how did there become rules on my, how my life goes? Because <laughs> <laughs> technically I'm not doing it the right way. I'm not scrapbooking today. 
Mm-hmm. I'm scrapbooking my life 30 years ago, but mm. it's I'm using the format and I'm I'm loving the colors, the designs. Um, there's been some great designers that have done Project Life kits mm. that let you play with some of their stuff and decide if that's something for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly, I've tried other template systems and I, I think they're more confusing at the beginning mm-hmm. than the way these are set up. They're, yeah. they're really simple they ask you. and there's not a lot of, you know, they're, they're pretty straightforward and they're consistent. Mm-hmm. So you can use six or seven different templates, but the rules are always the same and that's kind of nice so yeah. that you know what to expect. You totally know that if you, have a three by four spot, you can either put a photo there or a journaling card. There's not heaps of choices. Exactly. <laughs> There's not like a template where, well, it has this cut out shape. Should I clip a paper to that or should I replace that with a different element? Yeah. It, the the decision making is really cut down and, and it's it really is. good it because the less decisions, so, the faster you go. <laughs> right. And it will get you started. And, and I'm sure someone who's been doing this for years is more comfortable doing it their own way because I, w- I do make modifications now that I didn't at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I think getting started and it just doing it and not being daunted by the fact that it's too complicated or too hard, it isn't. It doesn't have to be. You can do it simple and then decide if you really like it. Mm-hmm. But at least it's a way to get your photos out of the boxes and onto a page mm-hmm. and move on. Yeah. So if there was one tip you'd like to give to the listeners about staying inspired with scrapbooking, do you have something you, you've mm-hmm. gathered from your experience? So <laughs> My vast experience here. Um, you know what really is the most inspiring is actually getting the prints done mm-hmm. and seeing them come back. Um, even if you don't have 20, if mm-hmm. you only have three, get them printed. Mm-hmm. There's something about holding what you created in your hand and looking at it and seeing the looks on their faces when you hand it to someone else and say, here, look at this. Mm. Like we've done that with like some of the first ones that I did. I've now gone back and fixed them after I had them printed. Cause I realized that, Oh, this picture was kind of icky and I don't like these colors when they're together, but you kind of need to actually see them in your hot little hand mm-hmm. to make those decisions. So I would say don't, don't wait till you have a whole book or don't feel like you have to, you know, oh, I have to get this many. You don't. Just do mm. one, mm. you know, and get it printed and look at it and actually decide, do I like this? Mm. And I think you will. I think you'll be so pleasantly surprised that you can actually see these photos. I thought they were cool when they were on the screen. Mm-hmm. But when I got them back from the printer and I really looked at them, they were so cool. I was so excited and so proud of myself that I actually did it. Mm. So I, I think that would be my tip. Like do one, see what you think, and and get it printed and really look at it. Mm-hmm. Don't just get them done and let them sit on your computer still. Yeah, yeah. I I totally I totally resonate with that. It is yeah. there's nothing like actually seeing them printed out. And yep. and to be honest, I mean I print mostly photo books at eight by eight, but my um. When I first got a 12 by 12, somewhat, it was like a cardstock printed layout. That was when I was like, oh my gosh, 
it does look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you've just got one, just get it printed at, at, at 12 by 12 or whatever size you like and, you know, just frame it. Stick it up on your wall if you want to. Right. Just <laughs> Show it to everyone. Just yeah. watch it. Look what I did. You know, it really is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. I yes. like that. And I and I just didn't, you know, I, I've been doing scrapbooking classes for a long time and I cricket up a lot of cards and a lot of layouts and go, yeah, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. But this was mine, you know, and I've done cricket layouts and put my photos in them. But there was something about doing this layout from before that was just, it kind of, it was very reminiscent, very memory lane-ish. It was really fun. And getting those photos and looking at them and remembering those times when you try, because you have to kind of put yourself back there to journal about them. Mm. Um, was really good. It was like reliving a lot of the memories. So I have nothing but great feelings about this. And the students that I've put through Bada Bang, mm. some of them kicking and screaming, <laughs> saying, I'm not digital. I don't want to do this. I don't like it. But you said I should do it. So I will. Um, <laughs> have been so pleasantly surprised and have done such incredible layouts that it's awesome to watch them go from people who said, okay, I click where? What's a layer? What are you talking about? To actually producing a layout in a four-week class that, you know, they like. Yeah. So it, it was really fun. It really was. Yeah. So that's a good um, chance for us to talk a little bit about. Do you want to just tell people about Butterbing, but also about what other classes that you that you run at um, my – is it my creative classroom, was it? I do too. I yeah. do. Bada Bing is done on my site mm -hmm. and Cricket is done. Well, Cricket's done on my site too. I do both. Mm -hmm. um, I have limited ones that run at my creative classroom. They're a little more structured in that they're offered when they're offered. Mine mm -hmm. are offered as instant downloads. I call them classes to go. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking, you just got a new Cricket and you absolutely have no idea what to do with it and you want to know what to do with it, you can just download the class, watch the videos, check it out, and you could conceivably do it in a weekend if you wanted, which sometimes people find that works better for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't have time to to do a class a week, so mm -hmm. they like being able to do that. And Bada Bing is the same format. There's mm -hmm. uh, There are five different lessons on getting started from downloading the trial version of Project of um, Photoshop Elements 11. I do everything in 11 mm -hmm. because I love the format and the upgrades that they did with that and think it's simpler. Yeah. Yep. Um, my, my class is $25. And once you, once you purchase it, then you get to do all of the things that, um, that go with it. Mm -hmm. And you'll get all the classes. There's a Flickr group where you can share your, your things. There's a discussion where you can talk to other people. You can look at other people's layouts and see how they've progressed and I think some of our simple layouts including mine make people feel that not intimidated because mm. the layouts are pretty they're pretty basic they're not you know fancy schmancy that some of the digital layouts can be mm -hmm. because they're done in a project life format but they're not as intimidating I think at least for me they weren't and that's what a lot of the students have said too mm. and I have students who have said okay we love this we're now converting to digital and we want to go on we want to do more and I said well I don't teach more but check out Melissa because she does but you know I I don't think I'm going to go beyond this as far mm -hmm. as my teaching of it because I like this part 
I like getting people involved and interested and excited. And then if you want to go deeper and you want your master's in digital scrapbooking, then <laughs> you need to go someplace else. I'm going to take you to kindergarten over here. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that's awesome. So um, just, yeah. bef- just before we go, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about your whispers and um, just in case we have any people who have crickets listening, because um, I reckon that's something exactly. really unique what that I, you do. What I did with a whisper is, it, the con- they're called a whisper because basically it's as though I'm sitting on your shoulder whispering in your ear. And I took my classes that I taught and took notes in them so that you don't have to when you're watching and put just the facts, the important concept of what I want you to take away from the class is on the whisper. They're printed on little cards and they're on a ring. So you don't have to dig through the bottom of your scrapbook bag to find them or log into your computer to find them. They're right there sitting with you. And I've found both with Cricut and with Bada Bing that um, I just have a new one launching for Bada Bing this week Mm -hmm. that, that covers what we did in Bada Bing in the same format. And I'm finding people, um, are liking that they don't have to go off. They can look at their screen and they don't have to go somewhere else to find the information. Mm. Mm. Um, I just did a, um, a question today of my, my customers that have bought whispers over the years and said, what do you describe? Cause I have a hard time describing what it is. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a thing. It's a cheat sheet. It's a, I don't know. And so it's really funny. The answers that I got back, I said, I wanted them to describe them. And some people said, well, do you remember Cliff Notes for those novels that we read in school? It's like that. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. you remember? Um, it's a quick reference guide. So it's just basically all the major information that you need kind of scoped out, whatever you would highlight on a page probably mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if it's you there. were taking a class. Yeah. Yeah. And I put it on the in the Whisper. And the Whispers sell for um, 13 to $15 ship, and they're a physical product. And Yes, I can ship to Australia because they're smaller. Awesome. They don't have to. Um, yeah, they can go there. They're they're not. They might take a little bit because they just come first class mail, like mm-hmm. in an envelope, like a letter. Yeah. I don't know how long that takes, but um, I do ship everywhere with them, mm-hmm. and the shipping's included. Awesome. So, so what yeah, we what they, we might do is um, in the show notes for today's episode, I'll actually link up obviously to your website, but I'll also link directly to where everyone can find the whispers if they're if they're interested. Sure. sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today, Cara. It's been a real lot of fun chatting with you and I'm sure everyone yeah. can hear your enthusiasm <laughs> coming through. <laughs> it's, it's great. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much to Cara Miller from caramiller.com for joining us today and thank you for listening. Why not head to scrapbookingpodcast.com slash 22 to find out where you can pick up the Butterbean class or any of Cara's Cricket Whispers. Have you recently come to a bit of a scrapbooking um, revelation like Cara? I'd love to hear how you scrapbook today and how you plan to keep memories tomorrow. I'll see you next time.